Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello win column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind, I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Read it to do and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, January 23rd. We are here after we called it. No big deal. We we called a, a Tennessee victory. <laughs> I don't think we did score predictions though. So I'm telling you, there's something to it. Did we? We did not do score predictions, but we did say this was a must win. Okay. I like that. That's we're just gonna have to put a must win on everything, I think. That was uh, quite the performance. We of course will recap Tennessee. Welcoming uh, LSU and and poor poor old Will Wade. I was going to give the little boy award out to someone else this week, but I think after that picture of him sitting like a little boy, I think it's only appropriate. Also, why are you why like why is he sitting like that? Yeah, I uh, sit in I a admit, chair and pal. Don't sit on the damn court, you <laughs> moron. And and I guess it was shown on TV because you got that picture from TV. I missed that shot of him. So that yeah, was I didn't see that either. Okay. I'm, at least I'm not alone, but I, I was uh, I was happy to see the image regardless. So. Um, we, we will recap all that as well as preview Florida. Tennessee takes on Florida uh, on Wednesday night. I don't know how late of a tip-off that is. I don't think Tennessee got a 9 o'clock. I don't think they got shafted that hard um, for that Wednesday tip-off, but I'm not sure what. It's 6 o'clock. It is 6, okay. Yeah. Um, that's in Thompson Bowling Arena, Arena as well. Um, so we'll preview all of that. We've also got – Love these days. We've got a guest on to, um, tonight, VFL, Chad Dallas, um, former pitcher for the uh, the fighting Tony Vitellos, and uh, we'll, we'll welcome him on and uh, talk a little baseball where he's at right now. He is uh, with the Toronto Blue Jays organization, um, was drafted by them in, I guess, June or July, uh, whenever that MLB draft was. Um, but we'll, re- we'll talk about his time at Tennessee. He was a big part of that, that team that fought their way to Omaha and um, – can't wait to have him on. Love the guest days. Yeah. Yeah, super excited. I wore my Sunday cream just for this. So smart. Yep. Smart. So yeah, Dude. I'm I'm pumped up. Um are the balls back on track? Ooh. Okay, let's let's jump right into it. Um, I will say this. What I'm what I'm kind of excited about is we talked about those tiers in the SEC. And not that I don't think Tennessee's expectation should be um, you know, to be in that SEC championship game or to be in the top top two, top three. But as it stands right now, it seems like it's Auburn, Kentucky, Alabama, and then kind of everybody else. Um, now, there is kind of a second-tier group of that Tennessee, LSU, probably Arkansas fits into. Um, Florida probably too. Maybe Yeah, maybe Florida is in that group. And I feel like Tennessee should really, really want to be in that number four spot in the SEC when the season concludes. That's a first-round buy in the tournament. It's, you know, that's where you're kind of – where you should be, um, you know, in that group of the next four. And then you want to be in the top of that. 
just when you look at that, when you look at the rest of the field. So getting this win, I know you split one with LSU, but you didn't get swept. Um, you get a win over them. Like you said, we did call it a must win. It, it, it was a must win when you look at where Tennessee wants to be at at the end of the year. Um, that's a that's a big win, and they did it in a big way too. Yeah, 100%. Started fast. That's something that Tennessee hasn't really done a lot of. And, um, you know, got – what was it, 14 nothing at one 14. point? Well, not just the first half. They, they, they did, of course, started off the first half on a huge run, 14-0 run, before LSU got their first points of the game. Then they started off the second half, 8-2 to two run, I think, um, before things kind of started going back and forth. So started off both halves really strong. And um, I think – it's got to be when you have that that defense that Tennessee has. It has to be so nice to. Um, so you're up five going into the half. So now you're up. Um, if I can if I can do my math here, um, you're up eleven. You know, starting the second half, you're up fourteen to start the game, and you know you have that defense on one end oh, of yeah. the floor. So that's got to be comforting to really get out to that kind of start. Yeah, you have you have that defense. You also have LSU that's not hitting shots. Um, <laughs> that, that helps. <laughs> um, you know, they, they weren't lighting it up like Kentucky was. So, yeah, you definitely have that defense to lean on. And, yeah, it's definitely got to give you a huge boost knowing you got that cushion in between you guys. Yeah, lo- love that 14-0 start. It was – um, so it, it started midway through the fourth quarter maybe – or no, midway through the third quarter of that Bengals-Titans game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm flipping back and forth between the two of them. Um, I mean, I have the, both TVs going, but watching both – and every time you look up, Tennessee's up two, up three, more than they just were. It was it was so – I was like, there's no way this is real. Well, what about, like, the first shot we – the first shot we make is a three-pointer. It's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> like, we're on it. Um, and, you know, going back to – we talked about Viscovi being the player that he's been this season. Just continues to be Tennessee's most consistent player. And I'll go ahead and say it. He's Tennessee's best player right now. Yeah, I, as it stands today, I agree. Um, I was about to say, what about when you said starting off with a three-pointer, what about Vescovi? I mean, just felt like he was everywhere on the court Saturday night. It was uh, – we know he's kind of been one of the more – you know, he's been the most consistent guy. Uh, then to kind of go out and have the day he had, it just – it. He we talked about how much faster he looked. He looked so much faster uh, with the ball in his hand, off ball. He just – he was – he looked like a fantastic – Beyond, beyond what he's been, fantastic player uh, Saturday night. And I think he's a fiery kid anyway. Like, he's always yeah. got, you know, brings energy and stuff like that. And I think having Urosh bring, you know, bringing the energy that he does, it just elevates Vescovi to the next level, it seems like. I could be wrong, but the past couple of games, it, it certainly looked that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love, I love, I love it. I love that Vescovi's having the year he had. He's had. Maybe it's the name. The name got him fired up, and he wants to. Uh, he wants to be the guy that that no one can pronounce their name. Apparently, that that's his goal, and I like that. Like you got to cool. say his name, but you're questioning whether you're saying it right. I like it. And it's it's different from the last player that we had when we mispronounced <laughs> his name. Um, you know, if that's going to happen, you know the the lights are on you. <laughs> So you gotta you gotta go out and show out, and it seems like Vescovi is definitely doing that right now, uh, leading this basketball team. It just seems like this program ha- and this team has some life, just some something about them right now. I don't know what it is, um, but I, I hope it keeps rolling. That's what, that's the only thing I'm worried about. 
Yeah, I think you. Yeah, I mean, I hope it's it's. I, I I'm not gonna forget a week ago. Um, a week ago, just and I, I know Kentucky. Not that Kentucky didn't play a great game, great game against Auburn. I'm sure we'll talk about some of those SEC matchups in that one particular. Um, I mean, they looked they looked. It was a freaking slugfest. It was so much fun. To, that was a. We've gotten so much good sports this weekend. We we've been spoiled. Um, but I know Kentucky shot really well. But that was just a. <laughs> You just got your head beat in, and I know it's about one of the best in the league. Um, I'm not. I'm not ready to shake that off yet. <laughs> for me, uh, you do get Florida, Texas, um, and then you don't get those other teams till the the, back, the rest of the season. So you got a lot of time to figure it out. I hope that this fire carries over because yeah. there are a lot of important. I mean, of course, the must wins that that you're the ones you should win are about to come up on your schedule. Um, but then you get hit with a lot of you really want to win those games. They're in the back half of the season. Yeah, again, just kind of leading on that defense. You're shooting better, it seems like, um, from three. You know, 35% isn't anything to, I guess right home about, but it's it's definitely a lot been a lot better than it has been. Just one thing Tennessee's got to do better at is be more consistent at the free throw line. I mean, yeah, other I night they were dominant against Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Um, only missed like three or four free throws and they shot like 28 or something like that. It was a ridiculous amount. And then yesterday, 10 of 18, 55.6%. Just that could be the difference in winning and losing a basketball game very easily. Right. That And for, to go back to the – you mentioned the three-point, 35% is not great. When you shoot it 28 times, though, that's a lot of three-pointers made. Yeah. Um, so that's the good news is that Tennessee is still shooting a lot. I, I know you hated that comment when you were like, how do you – what do you do to, <laughs> to shoot – Shoot better, get a higher percentage there. Like, just you got to keep shooting. Unfortunately, like that's the only way. So uh, they've definitely continued that along, and it's it's slowly improving. We hope to maybe get above that thirty five percent mark. But um, yeah, when you when you do it a lot, that's still a lot of points out there. Yeah, I would just like to see more of this team not just be stagnant. Like, don't act like that that three point line is just a block. Like, you can't go past it to shoot the basketball. I mean, there was one two three, four players that all they shot was three-pointers the other night. Now, again, we had a better percentage, and that was a good thing. But, like, I need to see more aggressiveness, I guess. I mean, I know maybe the chart doesn't say mid-range is where to go, but it's got to be an option for you at times. You you can't just stay back behind that three along the perimeter and not attempt a two-point shot at all. Well, and then you talked about uh, aggression and a guy that didn't shoot a three and, you know, nature that he shouldn't be. But Urosh just so – he looks so aggressive. He looks so much more confident Saturday night against LSU than he has, in my opinion, all season. Not that he hadn't had good moments. Not that he hadn't played good games. But the aggressiveness and the comp- the confidence that Urosh brought Saturday night, it looks like a, it looks like a different seven-footer out there. Oh, 100%. I mean, he's – I don't know what he's found, but he's found it, whatever it is. <laughs> Um, 12 points, six rebounds, two offensive rebounds, uh, was five for seven from the field. I mean, just, you can't ask. Dunks. Him. Yeah. I mean, the you man can't ask it. anything more. And, and he just, he spends the whole game getting into the head of the opponent and they just, they can't take it. I don't know if it's just <laughs> the being foreign and just getting punked out by a, a foreign, a seven foot foreign guy. I don't know what it is, but it seems like opponents do not like Urosh, and he's just thriving in it. 
Yeah. Yeah. He seemed to definitely enjoy the villain role yeah. this past weekend. Fun. Hey, <laughs> the baseball team took on the villain role. I'm okay if we do that with every team. Well, I mean, we, we kind of have been the football villain for a while. It's it's time to just own it and be it. Um, with Rick Barnes as your head coach, it's a little bit harder to be the villain um, as a, as the basketball. But uh, if the players want to take it on, you can be the – you can be the good guys in the post-game interviews and the bad guys on the court. Like, that's fine with me. Yeah, he's the guy asking for forgiveness after the game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you got a, you got a good guy on your side. Yeah. It's a good balance. But yeah, this game, I thought it was a really two really good defensive teams. Um, LSU just doesn't have a lot of shooters, and I, I think if you aren't able to knock down shots on Tennessee, you're scoring in the 50s. So you better right. – prevent Tennessee from, you know, getting into the sixties or, you know, you're, you're going to lose that ball game. Well, that's, I mean, you may, you mentioned two defensive, good, you know, sound defensive teams coming into this game, but I still wouldn't have guessed 64 points would win you that game, especially about 14. And I know how good a defensive team Tennessee is. Mm -hmm. Um, But that, that's still a, you know, when you, when you look at kind of the, the landscape, I guess, as a whole and, and what Tennessee's done this year, 64 points, wins Tennessee ball games because of their defense, but LSU hadn't hung around that area. Like that's not them. Yeah, they're they're um, averaging about like 75 per game. Um yeah. and that was definitely their lowest total of the year. I think their next total was 55 they had against Auburn. Yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't have guessed 64 would have won you that game. Mm-hmm. And, and I know they didn't have Xavier Pin- Pinson. Um who who else were they potentially gonna have out? I think he played. Who Darius Days played. He did Darius play. okay. And he was sprained ankle or coming off of a, some kind yeah, of ankle injury. Like that. He was two for okay. 10. He didn't play all that well, but yeah, he still had seven rebounds. I mean, he led the team in rebounds. So yeah, I, I thought they had someone. I, I could not remember who it was. He did shoot exactly what the situation seven three pointers. He was one for seven <laughs> from three. So I don't know if you want your big man shooting threes. I personally do not. Um, and we've seen that some this year. And uh, if he can shoot no. better than one for seven, I'll take it. But yeah, I'm, I'm one not, for seven, I'll not for it. Not for it. <laughs> no, one for seven, I'll have you pull that thing down. We're good. <laughs> We're this good. is a good question. Did you see that? I didn't. I, I'm not getting anything. I, it may be mine. Okay. I don't know. So, um, Eric Claiborne said, Do you think Barnes shows any emotion when he goes back to Texas this week? I, I gotta think so. You, you spent, I mean, to find emotion, is he fired up? Is he. You get a – I don't think you get a Bruce Pearl pump up the home crowd kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, Rick Barnes didn't come out there shirtless or anything. <laughs> uh, but, I, I mean, I think uh, I think there'll definitely be some – I mean, there's got to be emotion there. I, you know, it's weird. It's, it's almost like that – the Texas saga ended very quickly. Like, it's not like they're playing the next year, year after, and then they, they're on their second head coach since Rick Barnes too. Yeah. This isn't – they don't have Shaka Smart there still. So, I, I don't know what – yeah, I, I don't know what that – but I got to think it'll be emotional. He was there for 16 or 17 years. Um, it's a lot. That's a long time. And, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, I hope I hope it's another thing that the team can use to, you know, want to win this game for a, a guy wanting to beat his former team. Um, I hope it's something they can use. You, anytime you can motivate your team to play more, it's, it's beneficial. Um, so I hope so. I do hope there's some emotion there. I hope maybe in the locker room before he runs out, he, you get a little let's beat the hell out of him or something as we as – I think Roche and Santi will be up for it. <laughs> They are. I mean, you meant you saw uh, Vescovi fiery. I mean, Uros. You don't think of seven footers as fiery, but he's he's fiery. He is. And like, what are you gonna do? Like, I mean, half the players that are mad at him or uh, 
he's a head taller than him. Like, what are you actually going to do? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I, I want Tennessee. I feel like has been, uh, been in a scuffle close to a scuffle, not quite a scuffle, just about every game. <laughs> yeah. It's fair. It seems and a, like- a, a lot of it is because of those two guys. Urosh is always the second wave in. He's rarely the first wave, but he's yeah, always it's the usually wave somebody wave. pushes Viscovi, and here comes Urosh, the enforcer. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somebody mentioned he's got Bash Brother vibes. Uh, I was gonna say you mentioned Viscovi's been in a lot of uh, instances this year. Are Viscovi and Plovsic are they the are they the Bash Brothers? See, I'm more thinking like Viscovi is almost like. You know Tanner from uh, the Bad News Bears. I, I'm gonna guess. I, I'm trying to remember. He's the kid the that like News wants Bears. to fight everybody. Hey, He's like he just he talks. Billy Bob Thornton's like, um, yeah. who'd you get in a fight with? He was like the seventh grade. <laughs> like that's what's going. <laughs> All of them. All of them. I uh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. We need to find a good pairing for them. Need need something to to. Man, they're together finish, all the time. Feels nice, doesn't it? It does, and, and you may, like we talked about this too. And then it was, uh, of course, everyone kind of talked about it leading up to that game. And I think the question was even asked to Rick Barnes: Why? Can, why does Will Wade have Tennessee's number? Why can? Why is it not something Tennessee can overcome? So to get that monkey off your back, to get even in the series with them, that like this, and then we talked about the implications it could have on the SEC standings as it finishes out the year. That's a big win. That is every bit of a big win for so many reasons. Yeah, I mean that we've talked about how we couldn't. It, it's been hard for us to win against those three teams: LSU, Auburn, and Alabama. And um, you get one back against LSU. I think that's good to kind of get over that hump, like you're talking about. Um, I'm trying to think. So we play Auburn. We don't play Alabama. Alabama's done. Again. You get yeah. you get one more at Auburn. I think it's a home game. This it year. is at home. It, it's okay. February 26th at home. Love it. Yeah, I'd love to get over that hump too. God, Will Wade. L- let's go into little boy. I mean, little why boy. is he always crying? Dude, just that's freaking the, out. And I know a lot of people get on to like Barnes about not getting into the refs enough, but it's so annoying. And I know and I I mean I think every coach they coached long enough, they're division one SEC basketball coaches, they've been around it. Refs are terrible. Like that's just part of it. And there's some right. calls you got to get on to them about. Man, watching Calipari argue with the refs all the time. It's so annoying. Watching Will Wade just constantly stay on the refs. It's it's and like they're they're whining at every turn. It's so annoying. It's yeah, awful. like this guy is like in the middle of the game sitting down at the scores table. Yeah, it's. It's embarrassing. If I'm an LSU fan, I'd be embarrassed. Sad. To have Will Wade. Yeah. And uh, Calipari argued he got mad because I think he wanted maybe a flagrant on a call. It's like, you got the foul call. Like, if you want to have a conversation with him about the flagrant, by all means, have a conversation. But he's, like, whining and pitching and, you know, throwing his arms, flailing his arms, turning around. Like, he is pitching a bit about a a call he got. It's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. Couldn't be us. I mean, I just don't understand why they're like they're still a, like a decent basketball team. I just don't understand like they win 
Like, why do the basketball gods reward programs like that? Reward a guy <laughs> like Will Wade like that? I'll, I'll never understand. I am. You should too. Um, Tennessee. I think we mentioned Tari Eason having a huge game um, in Baton Rouge. Um, had a decent mm-hmm. game against Tennessee this time, but didn't like have a all career game like we've kind of talked about. Tennessee just it seems to let one guy just dominate the game. Um, and Tari Eason did have 16 points. I think he had like six or seven rebounds, but um, it definitely wasn't overpowering over everybody else. Well, that's that's another thing, and it helped him going back into LSU shooting poorly. He had a he had a pretty big game, sixteen points, but everybody around him was very very and, very not good. So yeah, help it helps when it, a guy can have a career day against you when the rest of his team are having career bad days. Yep, good game. I enjoyed it. Love it was it. fun. Oh, fun to watch. Um, you know the the Titans couldn't make it. Um, a perfect weekend, but uh, no. You'll, you'll at we'll least take, we, Tennessee fans will take fifty percent, and at least we got a good game out of it. And you get uh, McPherson. Did he tell Joe Burrow or did he tell someone else? He said, "You ready to play in the AFC Championship game?" Before he went out to kick, like that's. I mean, come on. Any a Florida kicker, so that makes it even worse. He is a. I think he is from Florida. <laughs> I think he is from Florida. He's a rookie kicker though. That's four, uh, four for four in game winning field goals. How far have they been? I don't, I, I don't know that. That was a stat they flashed up on the screen, so I don't gotcha. know the answer to that. Yeah. Um, one, one more thing before we get away from LSU. Olivier, not a – just a weird game. Like, again, going back to consistency, um, just didn't have it. Only played 16 minutes. Um, it seems like he played more most of that in the first half. And then didn't really see him in the in the second half, but uh, Fulkerson kind of picked up where you know he was kind of lacking. Had Fulkerson had eight points, um, only one rebound. It was three for three from from the field. So quality fourteen minutes. Um, yeah, come on, yeah. no points. Oh, for one, only took one shot. Yeah, and it, you you want a consistent big man, and you're glad you've gotten it out of Rush the last couple of games. But it's at least good that like Kumwa didn't play good. You had Fulkerson come in and play pretty solid for the. I mean, he didn't play a ton of minutes, <clears throat> and then um, even Brandon Brandon Hunley Hatfield had a you know had a good game too for the amount of minutes he played. So you're getting it by committee at least yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, you'd like to have a, you need a consistent guy if you want to be a top team. Um, but at least you got it from someone yesterday. For sure. Go Tigers. <laughs> uh, anything else for uh, for LSU before we look at uh, Florida on Wednesday night? No, let's look at Florida. Yes, let's Colin Castleton is still at Florida. Um, he is out, though. I was going to say, how old is he, though? He, he has not played in the last two games. He's out for um, – it says it indefinitely. Mike White said it is – it is a significant injury um, to his shoulders, so I think there there could be a possibility he plays, but it looks kind of doubtful at this point. They do play Ole Miss on Monday, so it is a short turnaround for Florida. Um, but they are coming off three wins against Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and somebody else. Well, I'm um, trying to pull it up right now because I know you mentioned they play 
Ole Miss on Monday. I know that was a rescheduled game from South Carolina. It was COVID. Okay. Yeah, yeah, did you're play, right. Did they play Saturday too. Yep, they play so Vanderbilt play Saturday, Monday, Wednesday. Golly, yep. hey, we'll take that. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, well, I'm not complaining, but I'm just if I'm for <laughs> it, sucks for them. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible for them. Um, but Colin Castleton is their leading scorer, um, 15.4 points per game. Also, their leading rebounder with 9.1 rebounds per game. And then he's second in the SEC in blocks. Um, so huge loss for them. It didn't seem to really affect them against Vanderbilt, which, you know, it's (laughs) kind of Vanderbilt, but, uh, I, I know they did play Tennessee tough, but they always do. And, um, yeah. Got to go win. Must win, right? Uh, you have uh, – because of how you started against the top teams, there are going to be a lot of must wins from uh, here until the end of February. Yeah, 100%. Win, win the ones you're supposed to. I'm not sure what the line will look like. I'm interested to see that. Um, They did have some guys kind of play like – Appleby is not starting, which I thought was weird, but Fulgerson's not starting for us, so maybe that's weird to them too. Um, but I think Tennessee this is another game where if Tennessee's defense comes to play, I think we'll be just fine. Just got to find our shooting stroke, kind of like we did against LSU a little bit, and I think Tennessee should win this game pretty – I wouldn't say a blowout, but they should win it no. by like seven, seven to ten points. All right. I'll remember that for the spread. I might bet on Tennessee this week. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. See um, opening spreads up. But Jatobo and Deruji are kind of their um, download presence with the absence of Colin Castleton. Deruji can also shoot the three. I think he shoots about 38%. Um, and I think that's their best three-point shooter on the year. So not a great offensive team. I think a pretty good defensive team. But I think this could also be a huge game for John Fulgerson to get some uh, some payback on what Florida did to him in the SEC tournament last year. Despicable. Who who was it that Omar Payne? He's not there anymore. Okay, yeah, he's not. He's not at Florida. I forget. Oh, would been nice. Went. He went to like a big school. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Oh, he did. He transferred. Okay. Illinois. Yeah, I was about to say it's a team that's like good. Um, I he doesn't play very much, but. Yeah, he's no longer there, but yeah, definitely. Um, I'm sure Fulkerson would love to, another game like he did against Arizona, where he just takes over the game against a team that kind of put him out for a while. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I hope, man. He's his spot isn't gone. I know Rush is playing well, um, but I mean that I got to think that rotation is still up for grabs with Kumwa not playing the best and. This, like you said, would be a great game to get back at someone and then get back in the flow of things, kind of build off that LSU game. Hopefully you're uh, getting over whatever it was you has uh, been going on the last month or so. Yeah, I think Urosh had his career high in minutes the other night at 28. So um, I think they're more than comfortable with rolling with four guards and you know playing Josiah kind of at that four and having Urosh just log down the middle. I hope I hope we keep seeing this aggressive rush. If we see this aggressive rush against Florida, um, especially with um, uh, Castleton out, I got. I mean, it should be another good night from from him. 
we, terms of points. You remember how big fa- of fans we were of Urosh before he got like eligible? You know, we were waiting. We were seven footer, seven footer. I was oh my god. I was I make the fun of- biggest Urosh guy ever because <laughs> I was like, holy crap, we're getting a big man finally. Um, they kind of died down a little bit, but now you're seeing kind of that. Um expectation, I guess, that we kind of put right. on him from the get-go. I mean, listen, I make fun of the scouts for seeing big guys and, and you know, getting all um, gooey out over it and, and the fat and the ones that are fast too. But you, you bring me a guy that can run a 4 four forty or a 7-footer um, or a defensive lineman that's, you know, 270 and can run a, a four you You're I'm in. You don't have to say anymore. I, I don't blame the scouts. Sign me up. I'm in. Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh let's take it to Florida. Let's a uh, Mike White. I forgot he's Danny White's brother too. Oh, he That's is just Danny. another another thing that you can just you know maybe poke the bear a little bit with this <laughs> team right now. Yeah, there's a lot of pride on the line. Not just not just SEC pride. You got some family pride on the line. Yeah, for sure. I love it. W- what do you think if? And so, if Rick Barnes retires, do you think that Danny Watt would go after Mike White? I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. Yeah, surely no. not. I just thought about that right now, and I'm like, oh my god, that would be a terrible hire. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I'm not not counting on it, especially with where Tennessee's program's at. Yeah, it's like I feel like football, you talk about not being able to get big names. Basketball, assuming it kind of stays where it's at, I'm not saying you go, you're necessarily be able to grab anybody you want from any school, but you're able to, you are able to pick and choose at you know, some level of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, anything else for Florida? Florida, That's Wednesday night. Screw Florida. Screw Florida. I'm with that. Um, you can use more vulgar language or, or lighter language. I, I don't care which one. Um, <laughs> You can't really switch the the two first letters of of F in Florida. It doesn't work in this case. Um, like you know, Cucks and Kentucky. Um, I threw that one out this weekend when they lost to Auburn. You can't do that with Florida. Doesn't work. So yeah, unfortunately, uh, we are going to move along and uh, welcoming in our guest. We are bringing on Chad Dallas. He was uh, he's a VFL. He was uh, part of big part of that team that went to Omaha. Um, he was your Friday night starter um chad thanks for hopping on man how are you doing tonight good thanks for having me cheese what's <laughs> up hey man um good to have you on appreciate it uh just first wanted to ask kind of what you're up to these days i know you're in town um so what's that kind of been like and kind of what are your plans for the future of this upcoming season yeah man it's it's good to be back i like i like coming back and seeing the guys, seeing the coaches, just kind of being around here and training with, you know, the guys I'm used to training with. Um, and the plan is, you know, to stay in shape, keep stay healthy, um, and just stay ready for, you know, this upcoming season. Uh, yeah, and as far as um, – I know we know you got drafted by the Toronto Blue Jays. How has that transition gone? What's what's the – organi- you know, working with the organization, you guys – aren't quite to spring training, but it is sneaking up on us. Uh, what's that been like since July, and what are you kind of expecting uh, come March? It's been good. Um, went down to Florida uh, for a couple months and trained with, uh, you know, the staff with the Blue Jays and 
it's been really easy and great working with that staff. Um, great organization. And uh, I've enjoyed all of it since the beginning. Um, super excited, you know, to be with them and to have this opportunity. Um, as it goes for this season, uh, I don't really know what the plan's going to be. Um, but, I mean, I'll go into spring training ready and, uh, you know, just kind of go with the flow wherever they send me. So, um, yeah, that's about it. How much of your family's Christmas gifts were uh, Toronto Blue Jays gear? This, this <laughs> it was it was, a, it was a good amount of stuff. Um, <laughs> it was good to kind of, you know, give them that stuff because it used to be some Tennessee gear. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, add a, add a different team into that, give them a new color. Um, but it's been good. Uh, they, they've loved it. They've, you know, they've had a lot of questions for me and just kind of wondering how it's been. But they've been, you know, super supportive and it's been awesome. We got some questions uh, for you. Some Nancy asked um, when you're going to clean your room. And then <laughs> yeah. uh, I, th <laughs> I asked, uh, I told Ross Kivett, your former assistant coach, that uh, you're coming on the show. And we have a good relationship with him. And uh, he was like, ask him why he lives in Houston, Texas, and he never comes by and sees it. <laughs> the answer to that is, I do not live in Houston, Texas. I live about hour 30, hour 45 away from Houston. Um, but when I am there, I do reach out and then, you know, it just hasn't worked out since. But I do plan on when I get back to Texas, uh, I do plan on going to see him. So, gotcha. give it if you're right. listening, just know I'm coming. <laughs> hey, the, the car wash both ways. He could come to you, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he might not have as free time, much free time as I do at the moment, but you know, you got to be some sometime. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's got all uh, the money. He's got all that gas money. He's probably got a driver now. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hard getting paid. Landon, Landon mentioned your family. I did want to ask uh, about the cheeseheads. When did? Because I don't think I remember seeing it till about halfway through this past season. Was that ready to go? I, first off, it's an awesome, awesome outfit to to support cheese. So how how did that come about? And when did they when did they, when did they start busting them out? Yeah, so uh, cheese cheese has been the nickname, you know, ever since I can remember. Um, and I remember my one of my dad's good buddies, but me and my brother, two cheeseheads like from Green Bay. Mm. Um, he get he bought those for us, and we've had them, you know, probably since middle school, and always kept them. Um, and so with the nickname, they've just, uh, you know, they've always thought about it and then one day they finally brought them to Knoxville with them uh and so they wore them and they started to get a little attention and then my dad ordered like these baseball you know like baseball caps that were made out of like the same kind of foam and there was cheese and so uh once it started getting a little attention I loved it they loved it fans loved it so it just they just kept on rocking them oh yeah that was iconic in the stadium this year oh yeah there was – I was in the stadium when there wasn't a lot of people there at the first of the year, but you always knew where Chad Dallas's family was. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think that might have been a little part of the reason, too. I never had to search for them if I ever needed to look. I love, so, I love the Green Bay hats. They're, they're awesome. Oh, yeah. Where does the um, – the nickname comes from the Goofy movie, right? Yes, sir. Okay, and where – like, when did this start? When did, when did she start? Man – I'm trying to think. I mean, it was, I was super young, uh, just doing what Bobby did, you know, 
I'd either do the real, you know, canned cheese, spray it and, you know, cheddar, I was, you know, I would do it or, um, you know, with the cheese or without. And so I just, you know, I thought he was the cool guy. So I did it. Um, and so after a while, people just started calling me cheese, cheddar, stuff like that. And then, you know, just one day stuck. And ever since then, you know, my own parents don't even call me Chad anymore. So cheese. Uh, about yeah, a, a girlfriend or significant other, they call you cheese too. Yeah. Girlfriend calls me cheese every once in a while. Not, not, not all the time. Like, uh, most when you're in trouble, do, but, uh, you know, just about everybody I know definitely calls me cheese. Those are some of the, the foods are like the best nicknames, ham, cheese, oh, yeah. all like, that I, is just, they're good dog, like, like dog names too. It, it's hard to forget. That's yeah, why. exactly. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> I, uh, I noticed too, you're not wearing glasses. What's are, no. you, are you moving to contacts? Are you still with glasses? What's the deal there? Uh, no, I actually got LASIK eye surgery. So wow. yeah, um, I do plan on popping the lenses out of my goggles and still wearing the frame. So don't worry about that. <laughs> when I'm on the field, I'll still have them on. Yeah. But uh, I, I got LASIK a couple, probably about four weeks ago. Oh, All right, gosh. that's that's a good use of the the signing money right there. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's 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 definitely been worth it all. <laughs> um, so you spent your freshman year at Panola College in Texas, and then um, you know, went to Tennessee. You chose Tennessee. What was kind of that recruiting process like? And then you know, why Tennessee? Yeah. So, um, being at Panola, which shout out to the Pony Boys, uh, loved my time there. Um, and you know, recruiting kind of picked up towards the it started in the spring kind of picked up a little bit and uh you know i took a visit to like an unofficial to a&m with it being so close and then uh i took a official visit to tennessee i think they were playing mississippi state uh in knoxville me and my dad came up here and loved it i mean ever since ever since we first drove on campus we both loved it um and it was, I mean, we didn't even really meet anybody yet. And it was just like, it, it felt like home. And it's weird to say that when you're just driving through a place, but it's when I, when we were driving, you know, you, I was picturing myself being there. I was picturing myself going to school at practice, playing games here. And it was awesome. And then, and then we got to meet people, you know, we got to meet players, crochet, stallings, Connor, um, Landon, you know, guys like those, Fergie. Um, and it was just – it was really cool to see because, I mean, to me, I, you know, I was still a, a JUCO guy. So, these, you know, these SEC players were, like, still um, like like role models almost, you know. Like, they're, they're doing it at the moment. So, it was, like, really cool to go watch – you know, get to come watch them play. And, uh, man, sitting down with the coaches, you could tell that all of them – the way they spoke, the way they, you know, they wanted to win and it wasn't for themselves. You know, they're not doing it for for money. They're not doing it for the title. They're doing it for us. And so that really clicked with me. And so after my visit, I, I, I knew it in my head. I waited a little bit, though, um, just to make sure um, that it was, you know, what I really wanted. And I called my dad up one day and I was like, hey, um, we haven't talked a whole bunch, but like, I'm going to Tennessee, like it's for sure. And 
his exact answer was good. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> so then I called uh, Frank Anderson and Coach V, and I uh, I called them both, and you know they were super excited, and that even you know that even made me more excited, and it made me super ready to get up. So um, yeah, I mean there was any school I talked to, any school I visited, it it wasn't close, it wasn't close at all. That's awesome. Well, and, and kind of what brought you to Tennessee, but not only brought you, led to success. What This has been such a fast turnaround um, since Tony Vitello has arrived on campus. Is there one thing that kind of stuck out to you as a visitor when you got on campus? It's like, all right, this is why we were able to get to Omaha in year, I guess, four, um, kind of really year three yeah. since you lost out on 2020. What, you know, did you see that in, in what you were hearing as it arrived? Is that one thing that helped you get there, the future of success on the horizon and then you know, how were you all able to do it and kind of what seemed like, I mean, you're in the SEC. It's not an easy road to get even to the tournament, let alone Omaha. Yeah. So like you said, um, when I was on my visit, you know, they told me about the history of Tennessee baseball and being from Texas, you know, I never thought about Tennessee, you know, Mm -hmm. as a kid, you think about your home state teams, um, and so when we came out here, you know, they told us the history of kind of the past couple of years. And then, you know, that was the year they went to the the first regional in, uh, you know, some number of years. And so just within like a year, one or two um, difference, you know, that's, that's a huge difference that they already made. And um, I trusted, you know, they told me that they were still moving up and I trusted that. And me and my dad had talked about like a big reason that I, told him I wanted to be a volunteer is I kept questioning myself um, basically like what if I'm the missing puzzle piece just you know from being a good teammate to motivating people to pitching to you know just anything what if I was the missing piece to make like you know making the full turnaround for this uh, for the team and so that kind of stuck with me. I couldn't get it out of my head. And so. I'm a little bit of. We're losing for a second. Yeah. Um, See if we can get them back in here in a second. That's uh, while we're waiting on him, hopefully we get him back here. Just like you said, in just a second, Um, kind of bumping. I want to jump back to that turnaround that, that Tennessee had. Here we go. There he, there he is. We got it. We got yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the the connection between co- coaches, coaches and players, players and players, it was it was truly special. I mean, you know, everybody wanted to win for any other guy on the team, and uh, that's something you can't coach or teach. It you know it just happens, um, and so that's you know that's a huge part of our success. Um, and it, and it's the same reason, you know, we have talented people, but, uh, you know, when you have a team that has a really good connection and wants to play for the person to the left and right of them, instead of just themselves, uh, it makes a big difference. And, um, I'm sh- you know, it, it's going to run through Tennessee for a while. Yeah. It seems like personality was just a big thing with you guys. I mean, you had it on the mound, um, Evan Russell had it, you know, a, a lot of those players had it and we've had Pete Durke on and Connor Pavoloni and they kind of talked about, you know, that's Vitello that, that trickles down from him. 
Um, he was actually at the LSU game last night with the um, the T-shirt cannon. I Joe, saw do you that. have that picture? I, I did I see that. that picture. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, is that what he's like all the time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and a lot of people, you know, back home, they'll ask me about him. You know, coaches, past coaches, or you know, or players. The one thing that I tell them is, Coach Coach V has the perfect balance of being your coach and being one of the guys, and that's not that's not easy. You know, he can he can yeah. mess around. Um, he can, you know, maybe not necessarily your homie, but you know, <laughs> he can be one of the guys. And uh, but then at the same time two minutes later, he can get on to you if you're not doing what you're supposed to. And uh, he has that perfect balance and that, and that what is what makes him such a great coach. I love the, I mean, it's been so much fun to watch and it's been, it's been so easy to root for Lana mentioned the personalities. Um, I do want to ask you kind of about your mentality specifically uh, cause you were the Friday night starter. You, you, you let off things for the series um, is that something, I mean, did you kind of welcome that? Did you have to learn to do it? I know you did a little bit in 2020. Um, don't know where you would have fallen, you know, mm-hmm. later on in the season with, with crochet coming back in there. Um, but what was that kind of learning to be the, the leadoff guy? Did you, did you welcome it? Um, kind of setting the tone, not just for the game, but the series. Yeah. Um, I've been a starter my whole life. Um, and honestly, I, I've never cared about if I, you know, came out of the bullpen close be a starter um so you know that never was like a mental thing for me i you know i just want to pitch and uh so i was used to starting but you know this is you know the game speeds up at every level you go to so um you know in 2020 it was different but i just went into it with an open mind and you know what some people you know just a kind of a a dog mentality of you know you got to go through me um, and that's that's just kind of a pitcher's thing because, you know, we have to serve – not serve you, but we have to throw the ball. We got to pitch to the hitter. Um, and, you know, that's just how the game works. That's how you get out. So you throw to the hitter. And so um, – but, yeah, but like you said, like having to learn for it, um, it really was a difference maker when it came to conference play. Because this past season was the first time I actually got to, you know, compete in conference. And so that was a little different because the speed of the game, it, it, it keeps rising. And, you know, they had told past players, coaches, they tell you that, but you don't really understand it until you actually um, step on the field, you know, for a Friday night against an opponent in the, in the same conference. And so, but I knew. Again. I hope we didn't lose. Yeah, I hope we didn't lose him again. If we do, hopefully we get him back. We'll fight through the technical difficulties. Um, I like what he, I, yeah, yeah. And I, I do like what he said about just it's like, all right, is there a mentality you got to take that kind of stuff? Um, and I, I kind of had another question about that too. But if you just go out there and he, I mean, I, I mean, he plays with that mentality in terms of atta- attacking the the strike zone. Um, so it's a, I don't know. You, it seems like a mental hurdle that at some point you got to get over. But I guess the good guys don't have those mental hurdles. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's one of those things you got it or you don't. 
I mean, right. when I played baseball in high school, I hated pitching because I hated <laughs> – I don't like being the center of attention and I, I don't like, you know, things like – I guess I'm scared of the moment, whatever it may be. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, those guys that just enjoy that, they're different. Yeah. I lost y'all for a bit. <laughs> we got him. I like the bounce back. We got to we gotta always keep coming back. Oh, yeah. yeah. Short memory. Um, in 2020, you guys didn't really get to see that season play out the way that it did. You, you beat the number one team in the country in Texas Tech and Round Rock. You actually pitched that game and, uh, you know, had a nice game. You know, when did you – during that offseason going from 2020 to 2021 – when did y'all just like – at what point were you just like, hey, guys, we got to forget about last season. I know we had a really good team. It sucks. But we got we got this next year. Yeah. Um, like just about everything, it started with, you know, the coaches. Coach V preached it. And, um, like, with the whole game of baseball, you have to have a short-term memory. Um, but, you know, that was a little harder to just kind of – move on from because that that team was scary and uh we had big plans for that team um unfortunately you know we didn't get to see how things would have turned out but um like you said it, you know it started it starts with the coaches uh he preached it put it in our mind and uh the team last year finally you know we bought into it and uh just started focusing on this next season because we you know we couldn't go back and stop the quarantine, take away COVID and finish the season. It, you know, it's just, it was impossible to do. So, you know, we finally just understood there's no point of worrying about it. You can think about it, but don't, don't let it, you know, don't let it sink in. Don't, don't think about it too much. Yeah. Well, was it kind of a mentality of like, Hey, let's, let, let's go do it for the guys that, you know, like a crochet, like Zach Daniels, um, guys like that who didn't get to see it play out. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I mean, some, like, you, like you said, some of those guys lost their last season of college baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, that's pretty tough. And that, that kind of same thought process of, you know, doing it for those guys did definitely did cross my mind at, you know, a couple of points through the season. Um, and it was awesome to see, you know, watch it unfold and, um, you know, be a part of the journey of what happened last season. Yeah, I think about it all the time, but I, I like to be miserable sometimes. <laughs> it was because I are like that team's so good. Um, it's pretty much this team, and you had guys like you had Daniels and Crochet. It's like, God, that would have been fun. That would yeah, fun we, too. we just like twenty twenty one. Yeah, we as players definitely definitely talk talk about it. You know, every once in a while, and just kind of be like. Yo, like that team, <laughs> that team was that team was different. Yep, it was a good one. Uh, I do want to ask you about. I have two questions because I know when we had Dirk A on, um, you guys are you talk about doing it for others. You guys are unselfish. So I have this is a two parter. Your favorite moment, like your favorite moment of being a Tennessee Vol that that involves Chad Dallas, um, and then your second one it can be another Chad Dallas moment if you want it to be, but just like a team moment that was like I was on the field for that or I was in the dugout for that kind of deal. All right. Cheese moment. Um, man, it honestly has nothing to do with, you know, I'm going to turn into a three because I can't really. Right. <laughs> I like it. Um, the, 
the actual cheese moment would would definitely be Super Regionals LSU. Um, Rain delay. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> and they played my walkout song coming out of the rain delay. Um, and LSU being so close to where I'm from, it was a little you know it was a little bit different um, to get to play them play against them. Um, and so, man, just the way we played. It was awesome. And then team moment will be, man. A lot of good ones this year. I, I know. It was like so many moments <laughs> filled the year. It's it's insane. That that was one season. Yeah. Um, it's – as a whole team, I would I would truly say, man, probably just, you know, the, the trips – on the bus, on the plane, um, just being around each other, even, you know, after the loss against Texas, just being in the outfield with those guys. Cause you don't really know if you'll, you know, if you'll be playing with those guys ever again. So, uh, that was definitely one of the, you know, where all the teams together, I, you know, I'm going to throw Drew's home run, his walk off. <laughs> That's what a there. lot of people say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, <clears throat> I guess one of my moments was after after the dog pile and stuff, after the Super Regional, I kind of walked over to the fence and um, kind of just like looked up at my family and they were all just kind of looking, you know, looking onto the field and we were just, you know, we didn't get to say anything because it was so loud, but just the look, uh, I don't know, it was very special for them to get to be there being so far from home. And uh, it was something, you know, that every kid dreams about. It was a goal that I wrote down before the season. And then just scanning the whole stadium was super electric. I mean, it, you can't even really explain it. It was awesome. I'm glad you said uh, LSU for your first one because uh, there's something about you and LSU. You don't know what it is. You're in town. The Vols take down LSU last night. <laughs> um Y'all be y'all were five and zero against LSU last season. You were two and zero personally. I mean, what is it about you? Just hate the Tigers, or do you really like the Tigers? And you know, you just play well against them. What is it, man? I wouldn't say I hate them. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're definitely pretty close to my hometown, and uh, um, n- never never got a courtesy call, as I should say. Mm. Um, so maybe I had a little bit of uh, that against them. Okay. Um, but other than that, is you know, we knew that they were they were a good team, and they'll be a good team even this next year. Uh, they got some some dudes on that team, um, <laughs> but at the same time, we did too, and so we showed up to play, and uh, they just you know they didn't have enough for the Vols last season. That's there it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, what you're you saying you- is we need to take you to uh, Death Valley next year when the Vols play. Yeah. Um, if I can't come, just FaceTime me in. <laughs> I got you. We'll do that. Um, you, you, hey, Joe, you, have, oh. you have that picture too, right, of uh, the LSU coaches? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that today. <laughs> oh, man, I saw that earlier today on Twitter. I loved it. Oh, man. I, I, I want to ask you about the, the rain delay you mentioned, the LSU uh, Super or super Regional. You, I think you played golf. I think I saw that in uh, one of your bios. Is that – so that uh, – before they came out and called it, which I was, it was hilarious. They were like thinking about not calling it. 
because you took the biggest divot I've ever seen on your last pitch. I was like, guys, the mound has got to be worked on. Oh, this yeah. is, is that the biggest divot you've ever taken, or have you left oh, some no, bigger actually, ones out on the fairway? I actually played golf today, and I left I left some deep ones. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't a good day, but, um, yeah, no. I've definitely taken bigger ones out of the course, for sure. <laughs> where'd, you play, where'd you play out today, in Knoxville? Uh, I don't know if it's actually – we went to Whittle Springs. We tried some other courses, but they were all booked up. So we went to Whittle Springs. There you go. You're probably hitting some greens then. On I did, <laughs> the yeah, short. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like um, it. What was it like? Let's fast forward a little bit to when you got drafted. Um, you know, what was that like? Did you get a phone call first, or did you have to? Were you watching it, or, or how did you find out? So I was watching it at home uh, with a lot of family and friends, which was super awesome to be able to share that, you know, that moment with everybody. Um, but no, I, I didn't really do phone calls with uh, organizations um, kind of leading up to the draft. I didn't want to put too much into my head and give myself, um, you know, like a certain number or round or, you know, just kind of I didn't want any possible false hope. So, um, my agent, he took care of most of the, you know, the conversating, um, like a week leading up. And then that day, um, and he, he called me a couple, yeah, man, it was probably like 25, 20 picks before it was like, you know, Hey, talking to the blue Jays, blah, blah, blah. You think we can get it going? And so we talked, hung up and then like, yeah, it was 25 and then 20 picks before I actually did get picked. He called me and he told me it was a done deal. And uh, me, my dad, and my brother just started bawling, crying in the other room because um, it's a feeling you, you just can't explain. And I'll never forget it. Um, and then, you know, we all we all sucked our tears up and then went into the other room and tried not to show any, you know, any clues. And then it came across the screen and, you know, kind of just all went crazy um a lot of hugs high fives tears it, it was awesome that's such a cool moment um i guess f- favorite I, i'm wearing the sunday cream today what's your what's your favorite uniform i mean i, I threw in the icy whites so okay um but i i did throw at the sec tournament yeah COVID year, I wore, I threw in the pinstripes. This season, I threw in the icy whites. And the only, I think maybe the, and then the grays away. I love the grays. But the uh, classic orange on white, I wore at the SEC tournament. And man, I love those. <laughs> I got some, I got some, I got some dope pictures with that it, one. It, it pops, doesn't it? That orange. Oh, pop. yeah. <laughs> Did you oh did you have a superstitious one though? Like were you like I play better than the, the whites? I'm I'm rolling with those all the time or no, I just thought just, they were drippy. No. I just thought <laughs> <all right. laughs> Well, I gotta ask you about superstitions too, because I, I gotta think uh unless MLB lightens up on their uh their, their search for for um for pit, aid to pitchers, you always you're the I'm trying to remember, I think you're the you grab the belt. Pull up the arm. Uh, oh, it's a sleeve. The sleeve, sleeve always. Sleeve up. was a big one. That was actually I started that this year. Yeah. So, so are you ready to get the belt check? I think you may have to be one of the guys that pull the pants down and yeah, I might have to. <laughs> yeah, that was just a. I. 
I don't know if it was just in the moment because I don't do it for bullpens really, but in game, in my head, I was thinking, you know, if I don't feel completely comfortable, I might not throw well. So that was just like made sure everything was comfortable. And my jersey was a little big with, you know, with number 36. So <laughs> my sleeve, I felt like it was too far low. So I just kept kept yanking up. And I yeah. think I think at one point I actually had like it was all the way, you know, my at the top of my shoulder. It kind of was funky, but I had to be comfortable. I loved it. I love a good uh, watching pitchers routines, free throw routines. They're always the best. The, oh, yeah. always, Pit- us pitchers always are weird. some weird ones. <laughs> we just embrace it. So what is kind of your expectations for uh, this baseball season coming up for, for the balls? Got lost some guys, got some guys coming back. What's, what's kind of your thoughts on them? You, you've seen them up close now. So, yeah, man, I've, I've got, you know, I do, and, you know, they definitely should as well, the players and coaches, you know, there's always going to be high expectations. Um, but I do, I think, I think they're going to be a very solid team um, in every aspect, uh, you know, throwing in a newer guy like Russ, even though he's caught in, you know, practice catching. Russ, Russ is a winner, so he's going, you know, he's going to get the job done. He's not going to let himself fail and if he if you know if he happens to fail he's not going to let himself fail again he's that kind of guy and so um she's got a lot of grinders on that team and you know next man up and they understand that so um i know they've been working uh you know all fall and summer and um christmas break you know doing you know individual stuff or whatever it is you know there's it's not just going to be you know a one and done thing at tennessee you know it's next man up and with with everybody on the team and in the program, everybody understands it. And when that's when that's the case, you know, it's it's not a one and done thing. It'll be there for a couple of years. What's kind of your advice to uh, to Blade? He's kind of I guess he's the I guess favorite to take over that Friday night role. What's yeah. um, what's his kind of mentality this year? And and is it different from from last season being a freshman and and the role that he played? Yeah. Um, Love Blade. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you know. I haven't get, I haven't talked to him face to face a whole lot, um, but I'm sure you know. As every freshman in or freshman in college to sophomore in college, you mature, um, and it's just how it works. Um, but I know you know he's a hard worker, and you know he's gonna. He's same. He's same way. You know he's gonna compete his tail off until he can't anymore, and. Um, I mean, I think he's, you know, he's going to, like I said, next man up, and he understands that. Um, and he's, you know, he's a com- competitor, a bulldog, and uh, he know you know, he knows what he has to do. Um, so he's just got to do his thing and not worry about anything else, and it's he's going to be, you know, he's going to have a crazy year. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's kind of all I got. Balls. Yeah, that, that's Can it for me. Anything? No, cool. that's it. Cheese, we appreciate you hopping on. It's it's we you're welcome on anytime. You call us, we'll we'll make space for you. So all righty, appreciate <laughs> it, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, see you, Cheese. Man. Thank see you. Y'all. That was VFL, now Toronto Blue Jay, Chad Dallas, Cheese, as you probably know him better. Um, we appreciate him hopping on. Um, we're a vol baseball podcast, I mean, we can't hide it. We, we can't. <laughs> Very biased. Um, they they've got spots on the show whenever they want. We just um, love the personality like that. Uh, we just got to go get personality. 
No, I, 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 there's definitely something to, to kind of the like formula, I, I guess that Vitello's created. I don't know if he's like a mad scientist, like Bryson DeChambeau type. Like, I don't know if he's in the, or in the lab ball. always. <laughs> yeah. Like he's, <laughs> he's in the computers, he's in the numbers, but you can't measure personality landed. Um, <laughs> that's not, there's not a measurable, but he he's worked up something and it's been fun. The guy, like the, like you said, like the guys just around him, um, assistant coaches, the players that, that, that come onto campus. It's a, it's an easy team to cheer for. Um, yeah. I mean, they and win. They, they kind of, in, in a rough time, they, they kind of put hope into this fan base. Um, right. And so, you know, that the fan base loved on them, you know, that I think it would have been sooner in, in 2020, they would have really clung on to them, um, but didn't get to really see that season play out. Right. And, but the last season, it just opened the floodgates for ball baseball. So super excited to, um, see what they have. Hope he has a ton of success in the pros. I wish he could have stayed another year, but uh, I understand when you go forth <laughs> in the fourth round, you got to take that money. The man got LASIK landed. I mean, come on. I know, man. Come on. Which I was a little disappointed in. I wore my glasses just for him. Not really. I, I, I need the cheeseheads to come day. back, make an appearance at some point this season. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the cheeseheads. I think it's like one reason I like Green Bay. I'm not saying all, but like yeah, one I mean, rough, I rough, rough day yesterday for the cheeseheads no. up north, but um, <laughs> it's all good. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was really cool. Really cool to hear from yeah. him. And, and he does hate LSU. He, his career <laughs> high in strikeouts is against LSU in that um, super regional. He yeah, had, I meant uh, to mention 12. I meant to mention to him, he almost hit the way he, he could bounce back from things, like almost convinced me that anytime Chad Dallas had a, a solo home run hit off of him, I was like, oh, that's good. He's in. All right. He's, he's here. He's arrived. Um, and then the LSU game at the end of the season kind of like concluded my hypothesis that he like he had 12 strikeouts after getting a solo home run hit off of him in the second inning. Um, so he was he made me right. He proved me right. He had and, me convinced and proved me and right. And he's he's always engaged, too. He is that little um, kind of crew down there at the end of the dugout with Cortland Lawson and, and Kirby. Um, you know, they're always locked in, you know, doing something. I'm, I'm sure it's. um you know, their ritual down there is, is whatever they do before games and stuff like that. But, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun to to watch him and see him um, really thrive this season. I think all, all the SEC teams that were put out there and he wasn't on that, I made sure my voice was heard because <laughs> that – I mean, snub. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Very dumb. But Very fourth dumb. round, I think he'll take it. He just wants to pitch. That's what he said. He just wants to pitch. Love it. We, we talked about when we missed it, when we lost him for a second. It's a different mentality. Yeah. I, I like that. He said his, his jersey was too big in 36. And 36 is what that kid said in Last Chance U. He's like, 36, coach, really? I get that whatever number. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, let's let's uh, talk about the, the Tennessee had another recruiting weekend, junior day. Is that this weekend? Yeah, yeah. junior day, move-in day for some early enrollees. Yeah. So, uh yeah, um, got some of those guys on campus. And then four-star edge signee James Pierce took his official visit. He won't enroll until later on, but um, he did take his official visit to Tennessee. And then junior day, you had a ton of kids on campus. I'll read a couple of those. You're, you had your commits in uh, Ethan Davis, uh, Jack Luttrell, 
Then you had some five stars, uh, defensive lineman Vic Burley and wide receiver Carnell Tate. And then you had four-star wide receiver Devin Hyatt, which is the brother of Jalen Hyatt, um, was on campus. And then uh, Elijah Herring's brother, Caleb Herring, four-star edge rusher, was also on campus. Um, quarterback Christopher Vizina, um, Max Carroll, Aiden Bustle are some in-state guys that were also in town. So just a, a ton of um, kids on campus for, for junior day. And a good weekend, I guess, really – start up the 2023 class yeah so i mean not not a lot of recruiting news just some notable things like that some some big players on campus maybe names to watch for that 2023 class when it um really comes to fruition i guess in the summer and this fall so right um i know anything else for recruiting weekend before we move to to the playoffs and the the buffalo and uh, kansas city game that's taking place right now yeah, what's the score to that game? So it's 26-21. I was gonna I don't know if Joe, I don't know if you've had that on in the background. What happened? How'd it get to 26-21? I know it's 14, 14 and a half. I missed the rest of it because obviously we started this up. I didn't see another point. And now it's at a weird score. Kansas City scored nine in the third quarter. Um, I don't know if they kicked three field goals. I don't know if there's a safety. Um trying to they miss an extra point. They miss an extra point and then yeah, kick so they- a goal. Okay. I didn't even consider that. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah, that's all Wait. it was. Just appointment. Yeah, that's right. Joe, are you back on campus? Back in Knoxville? Yeah, I'm back on campus. I'm at my brother's house right now, but I'm still in okay. Knoxville, so I'm good. <laughs> no more moving around. I'm sure I'll still be in weird, wacky places for the show. But for the I, I actually texted Joe on Saturday. I was at Old City Sports Bar, and I walked in at 4 o'clock. I was like, okay, there won't be a ton of people here. Oh, my God. It was – there was probably a billion people in that small bar. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, yeah, they're moving back on campus today. So I texted Joe. I'm like, are you here? Because everybody else on campus is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, he he missed out. He was he had better things to do. Questionable. I respect it. Yeah. <laughs> I respect it. Um, look, I do want to mention, the, of course, the Titans-Bengals game. God, what a – I mean, again, what a good football game. Like, it's been the story all week. At least we haven't had any crappy games that have, like, been complete bull crap. That's yeah, and also, also, like, Titans fans, I'm not, so I can probably say this without, like, feeling bad. But you had to know, like, something like that was going to happen, right? Like, that's just a Tennessee fan. If you're, like, a, you, if you're a Tennessee volunteer fan and a Titans fan, you had to know. Oh, yeah. Like, if you, if you didn't know you're expecting anything else – you spread your legs and just let that game kick you right in the nuts. <laughs> well, especially too for the like the Bengals. Like if they were playing the Bills this week, maybe it's a different story. But the Bengals, we were joking about it in our group chat. Like Cinderella story, they won the division, but that Cinderella story had already been painted on them. It was done for Tennessee when they became the Cinderella team. Dunzo. Yeah, I mean, I guess they didn't sneak into the playoffs, but they weren't supposed to be. They weren't supposed to win that division. They weren't supposed to. Oh yeah, I mean they were probably expected to come in fourth. They thought you know, Browns, think. Ravens, Pittsburgh. You you thought that they would be fourth. So, I mean the Cinderella team, maybe that's not the right word, but it definitely wasn't expected them to be in the AFC Championship. Right. Shout out to McPherson. I love I love that call. I hate McPherson. I think <laughs> you're a Tim Tebow fan. 
No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he always you told, yelling? You told me he was your favorite baseball player of all time. <laughs> yeah. He's my uh, favorite baseball player that should have never played baseball, yes. Fair. Okay. All right. Um, I do want to say, too, the Rams-Buccaneers game, if Matt Stafford wins a Super Bowl this year, is he, like, legit Hall of Fame territory because of how he played at the Lions? And he played with the Lions that long. I think he should have been anyway just for playing at the Lions that long. See, I agree with that. And then when he you – know, then when they were down seven – or sorry, when Tampa Bay tied the game, I was like, if he wins this, he might might be Hall of Fame. <laughs> I was like, let's let's make him win a Super Bowl or something, put him in the guaranteed category. But he is kind of at fault for the Lions being so bad because they couldn't get, like, the number one pick every year because, like, he would win some games. That's a fair point. So it's kind of his fault. Point. I just see guys like Andrew Luck who quit on, like – Have you seen him? him? I mean, he looks terrible and fantastic. Oh, my God. He just looks so happy. I can't – He spent I gotta all his money because he looks like crap. I don't think he smiled the six years he was in Indianapolis, and now he's from ear to ear every time he's on TV. <laughs> oh, he looks like he just lives like in like a nice little travel camper in the woods, and like travels around oh. the country and just stopped by the the set to say what's up. But he's big coffee shop guy. <laughs> oh yeah, big coffee shop. Oh. <laughs> he knows like, the best ones. Like not a Starbucks. He goes to like. Well, no, he knows like the little hidden hole in the wall. Good coffee yeah. shop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's he's cutting his own wood and lives in a camper. It doesn't make that much sense. He's that kind of guy. He is Stanford. <laughs> that and then Cooper Cup. How is it Cooper Cup that's left wide open in the middle of the field? <clears throat> I have no clue. I just like the one guy you really got to keep from getting the ball right now. I don't. It blows my mind. Why did you send a freaking like nickel blitz? Right. I'm all for being aggressive, but that just doesn't make much sense. Yeah, like you're trying to get to overtime. That's all you're trying to do. Fair. Fair. Because, I mean, there, there's not enough time for you unless you got a, a turnover that you're going to score. So I don't understand why are you they, <laughs> is that Maybe they thought they were going to get another freaking – I don't know. How many Ndamukong Sue like fumbles – Turnovers are going to happen in a game, and you wanted another one in three minutes. Come on, come what is two that? in three minutes? Get out of here, dude. Cam Akers, if they would have lost that game, he would have been released. I mean, that, that was, was such a horrible, yeah. But you also had a Dominic Sue that got a hold of your arm and nothing else. But he also fumbled at the one yard line earlier in the game. That's fair. That's fair. It's just like, how much could you do about that fumble? That's what yeah, I mean. That's true. And what was funny is I was like, I was thinking just run it on this down and hope to get a yard or two. I was like, run it on this down, get it down to close to two-minute warning, and you help yourself out. And then that fumble happens. I was like, all right. Tom Brady's somehow going to win a game. That's what I'm most happy about is Tom Brady didn't win a game. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm a, maybe I'm alone in hating Tom Brady. Oh, no. No. Uh, that was <laughs> – that was, I mean, that's the best part about it. I was happy yeah. for Matt Stafford, but yeah, he got his hopes up, and then <laughs> yeah, I think that was the best part for sure. Uh, then the 49ers beat the Packers. I know Landon was laughing at the Packers. I think you were just really letting them have it. Oh, like <laughs> I don't. Why is the special teams coordinator still there anymore? 
I mean, good lord. Also, yeah. them only having Devontae Adams, like you don't like Jordan Love didn't even really play this year. Why the hell did you draft him? Well, that in was the, the first, whole, in the I first mean, round. That's why I mean that's why Aaron Rodgers is leaving. That's why he won't be there next year. Yeah. Is because you all didn't get weapons around him. Crazy. Maybe I'm on maybe I'll get my someone clip it and send it back to me next year, but Jordan <laughs> Love's gonna do no. Because Devontae Adams is just going to pack his bags and leave as well. Like, it's oh, not. Yeah, he's leaving too. So, I mean, I don't know unless they just do a full rebuild with some people that there's some chemistry there. But I haven't seen anything from him that's going to make me think he's going to be stellar at Green Bay. No. I, I just. They don't make it. AJ Dillon, Alan Lazard, and Jordan Love running that <laughs> offense, baby. Hey, but it's okay. The Panthers hired Ben McAdoo as their OC and. He's like the worst OC in the National Football League. When he was at the Giants, they were dead last in points and yards. So, so speaking of that, why does the NFL? I mean, college football does it to an extent, but the NFL truly just recycles their coaches. Like no oh, yeah. one new is ever there. No, it's weird. I say that there's like well, that, that, that's kind of why you see really good. Well, like you see head coaches that are different, but they're all like young. Like Sean McVay's thirty five. You had that, I guess, like two or three year stretch where Sean McVay got hired. Matt Lafleur. Um, of course, you had Matt Lafleur. You had Shanahan. Cliff Kingsbury last two years ago. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan. Like so many young guys got hired, and look at who some of the most successful guys in the league are right now. <laughs> like yeah. they weren't. Which I had McAdoo's, I guess, an offense coordinator. So it's different from my point. But it's not. They weren't just cycling through the same head coaches. Like I didn't feel like the same head coaches were just at different teams next year. I'm pretty sure all those three guys you just mentioned, LaFleur, Shanahan, McVay, were all on the Washington football team Yeah, at one point. Yeah, I think yeah they were. 2013 staff or whatever? Or was yeah. It, I don't know, something like that. It's insane. I'm all for the young guys. Bring the young guys in. Yeah. Does this scare you how smart Sean McVay is? He has to have a photographic memory because he can remember every play ever. It's it, it. I feel like he's too smart. Kind of like Aaron Rodgers. Too smart for his own good. Well, just to be playing football. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Coaching football, uh, whatever. Uh, I, uh, oh, I told you all about Hard Knocks about um, what uh, Carson Wentz? Didn't I tell you that? Wait, what? How he was like, I, he told his wife, he was like, if my baby's born during the game, I'm, I'm playing the game. <laughs> yeah, you got to. I mean, did, that's I, pretty, did I tell you that? <laughs> I'll give him respect for that, but still don't like Carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love that it's like, no matter what, this is like, this is what's happening. He said, I mean, that seems pretty. Yeah, I feel like you give that up to your wife. I feel like your wife would probably say, play the game anyway. Right, but, exactly. That's my point. <laughs> like, just, yeah, you should just tell her what you're going to do. That, I mean, if, with anything. And that's right, one that's, thing I've learned in marriage is that. <laughs> well, I just love it because it's like you're saying no matter what. Like, I mean, guys, it's pregnancy. There's all sorts of complications. It's like that seems pretty bold to be like, I'm not going to be there with you <laughs> if, yeah. if the baby's born. You're just going to walk off like Andrew Luck did. <laughs> so I think that'd be smart. <laughs> I'm enjoying the in-season hard knocks, though. I like it you because you hear more from the guys you want to hear because you know they always have like two storylines in uh you know in the preseason camp with like two guys that 
aren't going to make it in the league weren't ever going to make it in the league. Yeah. So it's like you don't you don't care about them. So yeah. in season hard knocks is good. I'm I'm enjoying it. Which I did. Did you all ever watch the all for all or nothing? They're series not as on good. Amazon. I, I watched they're some not, of them. They're not as good. They're okay. They're not as good. And then you probably won't like the the best one. The best one is the Tottenham one. That's the best all or nothing. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I watched some of the football ones. I wasn't super impressed. Um, and, and then Hard Knocks just kind of burned me out with the the Cowboys one sucked. I didn't watch all this preseason. It was bad. I didn't like it. Yeah. I did not enjoy it. I think I missed some big moments, which sucked, but didn't enjoy it. Anything else for the playoffs? Uh, I don't think so. Who wins? Questions it? most important. Does do the Rams? Oh, who win wins it? it? I don't. Th- I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm rooting for the Rams because of Dylan's bet. That, oh, like, that just whole to keep list. It yeah, need it need yeah. it to stay alive. I'm still rolling. Forty uh, Niners. I I mean I should know better here in two and a half minutes. I really want it to be the Bills, but they're going to be up fourth and. 13 here with 223 left down yeah. down five. I, I thought the Bills looked like at, at the that the end of the the end of the season, but this hasn't been you're playing Kansas City. Um I like 49ers. I just don't I'm not convinced they could I don't know. It's kind of like going back to the quarterback thing, like Jimmy Garoppolo isn't great. Right, right. So, can you really count on him to win you one? Mm-hmm. So, is it, I guess is it this? Do you think it's an NFC or AFC team? Since you probably you know two, you know three of the four. Man, I'm gonna go. Mm, I think it's got to be Rams or Chiefs. Oh, so you can't pick NFC or AFC? Okay. No, I. Not right. I, I think I think the Rams have the better team. But again, quarterback like Chiefs got the better quarterback, or the yeah. Bills. Who whoever wins that, I think gotcha. both those teams are kind of very similar. Right. So you said AFC, Joe. My question is about the Bengals. If the Bengals do somehow win the AFC championship, can they win a Super Bowl? Like I don't. When does their luck run out? I guess I know they're a pretty good team, but I just feel like I've said that so much in the playoffs, and like even at the end of the season, I'm like, okay, like they're gonna have like a bad beat, like not may not. Mm. I, I mean, I it's, it's unpredictable. I mean, all the underdogs have won besides this game, and it's to be determined. Right. That's why I'm. That's why I'm not not count them out. I I kind of agree with you. Like, it's kind of crazy to go on the limb. I don't. I don't think they would. I would love to see Joe Burrow smoking a scar with his leg crossed, and like they do the same <laughs> can they did, and like halfway in the video, it cuts to him smoking it. That would be the greatest video of all time. I want to know so where they got that couch. <laughs> I'm a I'm officially a Bengals fan. I like what Joe said. I'm a Bengals fan. That uh, Bengals need to win it. I need that. Yeah. I would say though. I, so I guess my final one is I'm with Landon. I think Chiefs or Bills. Whoever win this game wins the Super Bowl. That's what I'll yeah. say right now. So I'll do that. And then I'll root for the Bengals. Most important. Uh, most yeah. Most important. I got. Um, where is it? Kansas State's Ioka Lee had 61 points today against Oklahoma. 
Number 14, 16. Oklahoma, ranked opponent. They won 94 to 65. She had 61 points. That's insane. That is, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Golly. 61 points. Well, how many does it show you how many were three pointers? Um, or maybe if she's just deadly from range, or if she just, or is she like seven foot to start the game? They were on a 15 0 run, she had 12 points. Okay, so she carries, <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, my first one, oh, sorry, she was 23 of 30 from the field. Uh, 15 to 17 from the foul line. She had 12 rebounds. She blocked a shot. Um, I'm trying to see how many – did she have any threes? Damn. I don't know. I'll look that up. That's impressive. Sign her up. Um, I've got a video for mine. I, I should have had it. I should have sent it and uploaded it. But do you remember we've talked about that competition land or whatever you want to call it, challenge, where it's like run a – Run a forty and under five, or you know, five second, five yeah. second forty, kick a forty yard field goal, whatever it was. Did you see the video of that guy? He, I guess it's, he's baseball. He hits a baseball over hundred miles an hour, both right and left handed. Yeah, I've he, seen that. He kicked a forty five yard field goal, had like a super long rugby drop kick. I that King of Juco three hundred eighty seven yard golf drive. That's stupid. Which I mean, most of his things are all power based. He throws the he throws a baseball ninety four miles per hour. Most of them are power based, but it's still freakish. How like many yeah. things he can do with that? I mean, I'm trying to think of like who would be athletic and like OBJ is super athletic. I feel like he could do some of that stuff, but not all of it. I feel like he could do different versions because, like I said, this is all pretty much power. Yeah, most of them. The the, the football field goal and rugby field goal are. A little bit of power, but mostly skill. So that girl didn't have a baseball. single three-point attempt. That's what? That's that's more impressive. She's just a monster in the paint. Six six. Six six. Oh, is she's just posting up and turning around? Yeah, she's just Hold like up. throwing Anybody. it over the rim. Real quick, Josh Allen, fourth and thirteen, just dimed it in there, and they got the. Did, did they score? Oh yeah. my gosh. And they got the two-point conversion, so they got a three-point lead. Uh, hey, two minutes is a lot for Patrick Mahomes, though. So, I mean. Yeah. yeah. I do hate this for – I hate it for Patrick Mahomes, but I'm so – but for – what's his brother's name? The other – little Mahomes? Jackson. I'm very happy, very happy to see maybe him throwing a drink again or something insane to happen. Rooting against that guy. Yeah. Or is – is it his wife that she's – His wife's very annoying, too. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> very annoying. All time. I we didn't talk. No, you're good. Go ahead. Um, you talk about that dime. Did we? I don't think we talked about Tannehill's dime to AJ Brown. Yeah, that should not have been. I don't know. It literally. I, he put it. It didn't make sense. He could. It didn't. I was like, how did he catch it? How did he score? What is going on? Incredible. I did not hit the uh, Bengals player in the back. Yeah, it, it was insane. Um, my most important might even tie into this game, but. My most important for this week is kickers. They've been like basically every game, I'm pretty sure. McPherson, Gold, Gay, all of them have been decided by a kick. And so it brings up the point how, I mean, we were talking about this just over break uh, with my girlfriend's dad. Like, he, like, if a good kicker is available, he'll take him first round or something. Like, it just 
begs the question, like, how hard do you go for a first-round kicker? Or, like, even trading for a kicker when you see someone like McPherson or was it Koo for the Falcons that, like, are a dog? I mean, yeah, kickers are worth it, dude. They can decide some games. I don't know, but I mean, maybe is this going to, I feel like this is going to come down, like they're going to kick a field goal and then it's going to come down to another field goal. Yeah. Maybe Bucker gets it from like the 40. Cause it, isn't that the way that it's been? Every game has come from a last second field goal. Yeah. Every game today or Literally. is it today uh, yeah, or this weekend? Sorry. Yeah, this weekend. Yesterday. Yesterday. And then <clears throat> gay today was the, that's the time one down. So I don't God, know. what a freaking route! Yeah, Josh Allen's a dog. He's oh good. He's good. God. That corner just like broke his, not even his <coughs> ankles, just his whole leg just shattered. Um, any more most importance? So I'll let my most important slash um fail because I don't know what it is. It's so awesome. But you all may think differently, so I've got to maybe leave it up to debate, let you guys decide. And it actually comes from our friend Bud Elliott. You remember Bud Elliott? We canceled him. Yeah. He's the one who tweeted this. He tweeted, ESPN News is airing the Air Guitar Championships. This is not a drill. It's real. They have an Air Guitar Championships, and the video from it is insane. I have two videos with no – I'm so sorry, guys. I'll, I'll send it in our group. But the video is absolutely insane. It's electric. I mean, sign me up. I wish I'd watched in time, but it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. So you all might call it a fail, but I don't know. ESPN, the Ocho, bring it back. Oh, prime, especially at quarantine when they try that again. We got like marble racing on like, <laughs> at noon, noon, just prime, uh, prime time. It was awesome. Dude, oh, at yeah. times, like I get in a rabbit hole where I watch this guy on TikTok. He's always on my for you page i don't know why i don't follow him but he always shows up and he has a treadmill that he'll race just random things like hot wheels or yeah just random stuff like that cans of food yeah his commentary is great it is it is really good i don't see any of his videos except for his live videos like what i mean i feel like he's broken the whatchamacallit the the algorithm? The algorithm. He's broken the algorithm. That I get none of his videos and all of his live videos. I don't understand it. <laughs> I guess I don't know what his videos would be. I wouldn't be that excited to watch it like after the fact. But when you get that live rush where you just pick a color <laughs> and you run with it and you're like, oh, my God, I'm about to win. We got to start gambling on that. When I, see I've, it thought, I've thought about it plenty of times. Throw that, <laughs> throw that on FanDuel and I'm ready. <laughs> so, Caleb, tell me if I'm announcing this right. Madgeberg, is that right? Major context. I don't know. It, it's. I think it's a. <laughs> it's a soccer team somewhere. Uh, the way you're saying it, I'm not recognizing it. M a g d e b u r g. We have a game, by the way. Patrick Mahomes just went deep to Tyreek, 64 yards. I've seen to the house. I don't know what. No. Oh, way. it's a. Um, I'm a. I'm a play behind you. So oh now, Josh they got Wait, I thought you could. I thought you couldn't do the peace sign anymore. Thought that was not allowed. He did it again. Scumbag! He's bringing the game down. Respect the game, Tyree Kill. Yeah, <laughs> All right. It won't come down to a field goal now, so I guess I jinxed it. But <laughs> I guess we'll see. Right, dude, Josh Allen, a minute left. Three timeouts. This might be a fantastic ending. 
Love it. Uh, I don't know, Landon. It's a German team, so I'm going to go with that announce or pronounce pronunciation may not be correct. Okay. Um, so they their team hadn't scored in the last five games, so all their fans brought big arrows and pointed at the goal. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Soccer fans are the best. Sorry, football fans. Football fans can see this. This is all the arrows pointing. <laughs> I can't see anything. You can send it to me. Okay. I think I've seen stuff. I've seen stuff like that. That's fantastic. I love them. I feel like by making that a fail, and you're bringing attention to the team, and the attention should be on the players. No, I, I did it as a most important. Oh, okay. All right. Perfect. Yeah, I'm good. Do we have any fails? Do we have any fails? Are we still almost scoring? Mine's Will Wade just crying at the scores table in the middle of the game. <laughs> Mine's also Will Wade, but it's not that. It's kind of not even really a fail. But I'll, I'll go. I actually have a video clip. It's actually just him. What I think is just. Oh, I'll play it. Hey, coach. With the offensive struggles lately, what do you think uh, your solution to your offensive struggles are? Well, I got to take a little bit more control. I've given our guys a little bit too much freedom, and we've, we've uh, we're obviously not doing what we need to do with that freedom. So I've got to take a little bit more control back over the, everything. I mean, I I get what he's trying to say, but he's basically like, "Well, I'm a good coach. These players just don't know what they're doing. So I gave them some freedom. They suck. I'm going to take it back and start coaching them again, and we'll probably get better." That's what it sounds. He's just deflecting all the all the stuff off himself and like. Why are you guys struggling? Well, the players have too much freedom and they don't know what to do with it. So yeah, what in the world? <laughs> was that after the ten? I assume that was after the Tennessee game. Yep. <laughs> of course. It's just such a weird statement. He's like, I don't know. Very weird. Like I'm taking back control. You didn't have control at all of your team. Yeah. Very why do you statement. wait till like after a loss to take control of your team? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's whatever. He's a he's a little boy. Little boy, little boy of the week. Um, what did Robbie Gould? Did he have a double doink or am I crazy? I know he kicked the game winning kick this week. Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, it wouldn't have been this week. Does he have one? I can't remember. I know Cody Parkey does. Never forget. He did. Yeah, Cody Parkey has that one. He did. I didn't notice or I didn't see that he doinked in the game winner against Green Bay. I didn't realize that. I didn't know that either. <clears throat> I was watching on literally the smallest TV, I think. Mankind. Because <laughs> my girlfriend's grandparents are moving in, so they just have like this little, like tiny one that they have up there on the mantle for now. So I was like, oh, whatever. <clears throat> Josh Allen's driving. Good. It's gonna be good. So I think Cody Parkey, I think so. Robbie Gould, I was thinking he was out. I thought it was Cody Parkey, but I thought I don't think he was at the um obviously what at the Bears at the time. Hmm. That's why I was thinking Robbie Gould had one. Oh man. Oh, did, right. Was that their last time out? Uh no, oh, was was it, wasn't it their first one? Oh, was it? Okay. Surely they've not used all three, three in this drama already. This Davis, dude, he's got seven receptions, 182 yards, three touchdowns. That is MVP right there. Yeah, his over um, yards, 
I took the over on his yards today, and it was yeah. 36. <laughs> so that was safe after, like, the first reception. Yeah. Unless love, he just happens. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And the over hit. The over did hit. And somebody yeah. – I didn't see. Somebody was sweating it. Were they at the 35? Yep. Landon, are you still a full play behind? Uh, they just got to the 35. He just got that. Okay. Right. Yeah, Hulu, I'm uh, streaming, so it's it's a little slow. Throwing it away. Oh. Oh, my gosh. This is terrible radio. Um, I mean, we're not on the radio. Terrible podcasting, but <laughs> – I mean, I've got into it, um, even though we don't care about these teams. So I feel like it's even more uninteresting. Yeah. I mean, our, our episode's kind of over. We're just hanging out. I do have Bengals. I do have Bengals money on. So I've got something in it. Oh. There we yeah. go. I've got skin in the game. I'm Bill's money on, right? Or what I say? Bill's money on. What I say? Okay, you said Bengals. And I was like, Bengals. Bills I was like, that one already cashed out, man. Bengals money on. <laughs> Bengals money on. Don't sweat the Bengals. You already won that one, Caleb. <laughs> A lot of bees, a lot of bees. Oh my gosh, is that an interception or a catch? What's he calling it? I guess he's calling it a catch. Pass yeah. interference? Is that what else? Is that what came on top of it? Yeah, we'll decline it. They declined it though. Yeah, obviously. Really sucks that they couldn't get a field goal to win this. I know. They had no problem. Off perfectly. They had no problem moving the ball. Unless, unless they get the egg. I'll just let, you know. I'm just saying, what's about to happen? There's still time on the board for the Chiefs to try to tie the game up with a deep bomb and Harrison Bucker nails it from the from the logo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to make sure you score on like the last play. You yeah. can't give Mahomes anything. Well, you don't have much more, many more plays left, so. I mean, Tyreek Hill just took a regular slam. Come on. Yards Come slam. on. Come on. <laughs> Ask me how much money I have on the game. $5. Damn it, Caleb. <laughs> Josh Allen is a dog. I'm out here sweating 493. All right. It ain't much, but it's honest work. <laughs> is that the same guy? Who was that? Yeah. That's four touchdowns. God, dude. He's. At what point do you not just like triple team him and be like, I don't Did care? Did Grit have. Him for like three touchdowns, probably in the in a twelve team parlay that just hit probably. Good lord! I mean, he was wide open. They acted like they couldn't get lined up, and then they got lined up, and they still messed it up. Jeez, I love mascots after field goals are kicked. They're the best. Did you see that one? Beating his head on the field goal post. I would love to get reactions. We've got, I've got our mascot guy. I've got the phone number. I didn't have his phone number. I've got his number. I need to text him. I was told he would probably love to come on the show. That's what I was told. Okay. We'll have to work out a time. Oh, man. Gabriel Davis, have a day. He'll have no catches next game. None. No chance. <laughs> no chance. Where's Gabriel Davis from?
No idea. Um, originally from Florida, he went to UCF. Oh, Josh yeah. Heupel guy. Yeah. Nice. I, oh gosh, the football account's probably t- working up a tweet right now. So <laughs> it's gonna be in. It's gonna be in there. It's lo- locked and loaded. God. He had twelve hundred receiving yards last year. Eight hundred the year before. Buffalo or uh, Kansas City still has three timeouts too. I mean, you only have two plays realistically. If you're if you're gonna unless you I mean yeah you have you pretty much have two plays. They have three timeouts though. <laughs> oh yeah, but I mean you can only <laughs> okay. Good. I was like yeah. Have you not heard Butch Jones? Every play is six seconds landed. Three, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, they got three. I know exactly how much time the play is now. Dude, I'm throwing a freaking go route to Tyreek. Dude, yeah. they need to be back. Get back. Like I mean, I get not, I, I get not wanting to play prevent. I don't understand why you don't put one guy, run your normal defense, run cover three, run whatever. One guy, one, one guy, guy center field. Like I just yeah. don't understand it. No, I'm with you on that. Credit to credit to our our high school defense. We did that. I was center fielder, and I got an interception from it. So shout out. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I got gifted a ball. Padding padding the stats. That's what you, it, that, ever, he, you waved your arm up and everything. You filled oh that yeah. thing like a punt. If we have a, if we ever have Bobby Graham on, I got, I, I don't know if I talked trash to him about it last time or not. He told me if a ball comes near me to bat it down. I was like, I don't know. I'm catching that thing. <laughs> That's an interception. I'm trying to run it back. <laughs> I don't even need to run it back. I don't get greedy, but those things go in the stat columns. All right. No, Tyreek. God, he's so freaking fast. Why is he? I mean, there, there's no way they get this in full range, right? No. They would have to I mean, do basically the same thing, and it's going right. to be a freaking long field goal. And it's cold. I don't know what the exact temperature is, but the Bills bring their own. Uh, that should be a penalty. Bucker is not wearing any pads in his pants. <laughs> Kickers have different pads and <laughs> pant rules. Oh, really? Yeah, I found that out because uh, you know you're not supposed to wear them above your knees anymore. Pants, but kickers can. Oh, you're not supposed to. I still see a lot of players. Yeah, I'm about yeah, to say everybody does. But it was like two or three years ago in the NFL it was a rule of emphasis <coughs> that you had to have your your pants. Is that an NFL rule, or is that does college football I, have that too? I think it's every level of football, but obviously it's not enforced unless it's like an emphasis that year. I don't even know if it's. I don't. I don't know if it's an enforceable penalty, though. You may just have to sit out until you fix it. So it's not even really that big of a deal. I don't like the guys swinging it air before their kick. I'll say it. You got a net and a ball. Oh, he put another second on the clock. Oh, shoot. Why did Buffalo burn a timeout? Today, I think the clock was already stopped. I just don't get why they used it. Oh shit! <laughs> I don't like being ahead. This gets spicy. Come on, this gets real spicy. They could realistically get fifteen yards here. I guess that's what they got last time. They got twenty. Fifteen. Yeah, it's it's going to be a long field goal. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> dude. No. 
Landon's just I mean, this is awesome. I can't complain. You, this is going to be – so it's a field goal for it to tie the game and go to overtime. It's just going to be – that still counts. And, and I bet you a field what goal – What are they doing? Wow. There it is. OT. Ah, two seconds is a lot of time for Josh Allen. They made it? Oh, my gosh. I'm way behind now. How did I get so behind? I was with you – I'm over to the ESPN app now. I'm just going straight off the little game cast, which is incredible. Oh, is ESPN carrying the game right now too? Uh, just like the like the literally like the little. Oh, the oh, okay. That thing. My my little streaming thing was just lagging, so I'm kind of over this. What in the world? Now I'm even further ahead, dude. Who is that freaking DB? What a freak! Stroked it, Butker. And you had a great mascot celebration. He got the little hula hoop going. Dude, of course great he's the best kicker in the league. He is a he wears number seven. <laughs> Everybody knows a low number is better than a high number. Are any kickers high numbers? <laughs> I mean, like in college, you give them like ninety six and oh yeah, yeah. They, they get up there. Like but seven's a pretty. That's pretty badass for a kicker to have. I love that he's wearing uh, gloves, I'm assuming, to keep his hands warm, but not wearing sleeves. I'm not with I'm not with that. I'm not with that. All he, right, Chiefs he's got the Vice's helmet, too. But he's, in the words of cheese, he's drippy. Dripping. All right, guys, I'm going to get off here. It's been fun. Sorry for keep, keeping you on so long. Hope you all enjoyed it. Watching guys, <laughs> we will be back on Thursday, hopefully celebrating a win over Florida. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.